Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other ags, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. Samuel Smith is the managing partner of Texas Media Foundry. Sam was born and raised in Northern England and came to Aggieland after spending a couple of years as a professional drummer. He's been in, integrated into the entrepreneurial ecosystem of Aggieland ever since, and he boils his success down to one thing, mindset. So pass it back and listen up to Samuel as he shares some really good bull. Welcome back, Ags. We have got a first for Aggie Growth Hacks. Mr. Samuel Smith, thank you for joining us today. You are living in Aggie Land. Aggie Land is your home, but you're not a former student of Texas A&M, but you are so ingrained into the entrepreneurial community here in Bryan College Station that we just had to have you on the podcast. Sam, what is it about Aggie Land that makes it so special from an entrepreneur's perspective? Man, first off, Greg and Chris, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. It's an absolute privilege to to be here, especially as a as a non Aggie uh, transplant. Man, and it shocks me. I've been here twenty two years now. Um, I've, <laughs> I, I remember them digging the hole for the fountain on University Drive. You know, I've, I've been around. Uh, I've been around a long time. And you know what makes College Station and Aggieland so special um, for entrepreneurs? I think is the is the transient nature of the town. It's a town where we've got a very solid core of people that have stayed, but it's also a town where we've got people that come and go and they leave and you get the opportunity to meet and work with such incredible talent that's passing through the school system or passing through a higher education program. There's such a massive amount of resources and talent that just they just kind of just come and go through town and you can dip into that river of talent and really help to develop them and help to grow your own company, man. I love it here. It's the perfect place. It's not too far from anywhere, but it's quiet enough to, to actually be somewhere that you can settle down and, and build a life in. You know, you don't get lost in the mix of the big city. Man, I absolutely love this community. And uh, as much as the pull is there for me to go to Dallas or go to Houston with my businesses, I don't ever see myself leaving, you know? Love it. As an entrepreneur that's been here for 20 plus years myself, I feel the same exact way as you. So that's so cool. All right. So tell us a little bit, Samuel, about you, your business, businesses, and you know, how <laughs> did you fall into those and, and what, how, how are you doing it at all? And managing Man, it? It's difficult. Nobody tells you when you start out as an entrepreneur that there's no finish line. Um, you, know, <laughs> you just, yeah. you, you, you like, you know, back in my early 20s when I started out, you'd have a $500 problem that seemed to be the end of the world. And then, you know, in your 30s, you got a $5,000 problem. And in your, in your 40s, you got a, a $500,000 problem. It, it just, it's always the same. But like, I got into entrepreneurship from, um, you know, I grew up in Northern England and, and money was tight. And it seemed like every single one of my mentors and father figures and role models, they all had a job and then they all had a, a side hustle. They all had something else that they do, be it mowing yards or be it painting houses or be it working on cars. Everybody had that little extra side hustle. And so, you know, when it came time for me to get a job in my, uh, in my early twenties, I just went straight to the side hustle and just did that full time. And I, I never stopped. 
And, <laughs> you know, I've got a long story that I talk about on my podcast, but I retired at 36 and I had, I had managed to lose everything by 37, owing to the fact that, you know, the first time you get really successful and have a real serious amount of money, if you've got no leadership and no real mentors, um, it's very difficult to keep control of that money and invest it properly as somebody that's newly rich. And so I ended up starting from scratch again at 37 years old. And so what can I do? And I, uh, I did what most people that are lost do is, is, you know, you go get a real estate license because real estate looks easy and I could, uh, I could sell real estate. And from real estate and from my background in marketing, I ended up producing multiple videos over and over to sell real estate. And that led to a, a media company. Um, and so now I'm in the process of, in fact, this is coming out in November, so I, I can say this, I'm, I'm in the process of selling my real estate brand to focus full-time on media creation and podcasting, which has just been an incredible gift. I love getting to create media. I love making commercials and doing that kind of stuff through the real estate industry. And I got so into it for selling real estate. I now just make commercials and I, I make videos for other companies. And I just, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world sometimes, you know, it's, it's wonderful. Well, Samuel, as you've kind of grown through your entrepreneur journey, I mean, I, I just hear in that brief description, I mean, there was ups there were super, super high and there were mm. downs super, super low yeah, and, yeah. and probably a myriad in between but now you've got the vision, you've got the plan, you've have the people around you to really allow you to kind of take that and exponentially grow. Is there something that you can point to that was like a tipping point to say, okay, this is this is for real. Now it's a matter of just pouring gasoline on this system and it's going to take <laughs> off. Is there, is there something you can kind of hone in and, and share with us? Yeah, there's been, there's been two. Uh, there's been two tipping points. The first one was in 2017. And I don't want to bore your listeners with talk of alcoholism, but what I do now involves a lot around talking to entrepreneurs who are struggling with alcohol. And the first tipping point in, in my life was after my company had collapsed, I had already bought the ticket. So we were over in England for my, uh, for my sister's wedding. And I'd been drunk for two weeks straight. I mean, it was a traditional, you know, English wedding that was pre-drinking and <laughs> drinking and post-drinking. And, uh, you know, as far as like major life tipping points for me, you know, I just lost a seven-figure company that was, we were on track to do eight figures in revenues that year. I just lost all of my cash flow. And my answer was to to go down into the bottom of a bottle and, and, and stay there, frankly. And I was leaving for the airport at, 5 15 in the morning and hung over and hugging my family goodbye and now i'm going to give your editors one to to bleep out so be sure and timestamp this because this was the this was the switch at the time my 63 year old mother she stood on her tiptoe she's five foot five and i'm six foot four and she whispered in my ear she whispered sort your life out and my mother had never ever ever talked to me like that she'd never sworn at me I mean, obviously, you know, spanked me when I needed it, when I stepped yeah. out of line as yeah, a kid, yeah. but as an adult, for my mom to turn around and say that, it was like, um, it was just like a, a knife right in the oh. middle of my chest. I was in the worst mood after that, driving to the airport, and I got on the airplane, and I sat in my, in my seat in business class, and I ordered a, a double Jack and Coke. And as she bought it back, I was like, you know what? Let, let me just get a Coke. Then I switched. I got a Diet Coke. So that was even better for me, right? <laughs> and it was that moment that I thought, you know what? I'm just, let me just have a day off. I'm not going to have a drink today. 
And, you know, if you've ever flown back from Europe, it's a pretty long day. And so I got home and I'm like, you know what? I, I don't have any alcohol in the house. I'll just get some tomorrow. And from there, the next day I woke up and I didn't have a hangover. And that's something I hadn't remembered in a long time, especially, you know, as a, as a struggling entrepreneur, when you turn to the bottle, you, you tend to have a lot of hangovers. I thought, man, I wonder if I could make it today and not have a drink. And that was my first full day, completely sober. And I just did it one day at a time. That was the big tipping point in life. The big tipping point. And that was, that was five years ago? That was five years ago. Yeah. Dude, congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. That that is so awesome. awesome. I just don't want my mom to ever swear at me again. Um, (laughs) there's, There's something about having somebody you love so much that's given you so much in life. There's something about when they swear at you out of utter desperation and utter disappointment. It, it feels a lot, a lot different. You, you don't ever want your mom uh, to say that to you. Now your dad can say that, smack you around the back of the head. That's one thing, you know. But when your mom says it, wow. And uh, you know, I don't recall a time my mom had ever sworn at me like that in, in her entire life. Which is, you know, why I told the story verbatim. It was so shocking. But one that, that that probably most of the audience will relate to as the tipping point recently that took my business to the next level, and this is just a few months ago that this happened, is that my real estate business was growing and my media business was growing, and I felt stretched like a rubber band between the two, and something yeah. had to give. When you set out as an entrepreneur, you want to do all the things that come to you. You want to take you every opportunity. Yeah, I can do that. Totally invincible. But there comes a point when you realize that your time is the most valuable asset you've got, and you need to look at what the greatest impact you can have with that time is, and what the greatest return on investment you can have with that time is. And when I looked at everything I was passionate about, and I look and see everything that I'm good at, everything that I'm great at, then I had to make a commitment to be all in at one particular thing rather than be good at a whole bunch of little things. And that's really, over the last couple of months, it's really allowed my sales pipeline in media to just just jump exponentially. And the fact that I've focused on that and focused on the value that we offer and the value we bring to companies, it's allowed me to, like we've significantly raised our prices over the last few months as we start to understand the the values and the impact that we can have. And it's not about money. It's about providing value and helping businesses by having an impact directly on their bottom line. And then the money you charge doesn't matter. It's the value you deliver. So yeah, that's more value than the price you're charging. That's, I mean, that's something that every entrepreneur, I think that they intrinsically know. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like a really cool business platitude (laughs) until it comes time to tack another zero onto your price. And then mm-hmm. you've got that gut-wrenching feeling of, oh crap, am I just yeah. lost the sale because but, of this? But you're the example of, no, you won't mm-hmm. lose the sale. You'll get five more. That That's the thing because you, know, you make the mistake as a young entrepreneur, you've always been paid hourly. So you go in and you're used to making $15 an hour and then somebody's ready to pay you $50 an hour. And you're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And you get paid by the hour still. There comes a fundamental shift in everything when you start to get paid for experience and you get paid for the value you provide and not the amount of time you're there. It's not the guy that hits the the nail with the hammer. It's knowing which nail to hit and how hard to hit it. And that's why you get paid, you know. But for young entrepreneurs, that's such a it's a difficult paradigm for them to accept 
in that you're paid because you're adding experience and value. You're not paid just because you're here for an hour. And so that's, uh, that's been a really, really important lesson that I've had to learn. That's so interesting. And something that every single entrepreneur has to, has to learn that, you know, in, in part of their journey. So before we dig into our next question, uh, let's take a pause here for a brief message from our sponsor. So you have dropped some massive value bombs here, Samuel. What would you say right now is your biggest challenge uh, in your business and how are you hacking that? How are you overcoming that? Oh, that's easy. And it's probably the biggest challenge in most entrepreneurs' businesses and they just don't realize it. My biggest challenge is the little guy that lives up here in my brain. My biggest challenge is my mindset. It's believing in myself and believing in the opportunities that are coming across my desk and believing that I deserve to get those opportunities and get those chances. I've got things bouncing around now that six and seven figure contracts, continuity contracts over 12 and 24 months. I've got stuff hitting my desk that I don't have the confidence and the self-belief and the understanding to be like, well, why are they calling me? You know, I'm the guy that wears the t-shirt in a room full of guys in suits. And they're all looking at me like, this is the guy with the answers. And there's something very, very strange about that. To come from a blue collar, working class background, very little money. We, we weren't rich. We, we, were, we were comfortable. We were happy. You know, no doubt. I didn't have a traumatic childhood, but you know, it was always go work and put in your time. And, and now I'm getting called by people that I still struggle to believe that I'm the guy in the room. And I am. When I mentor other entrepreneurs, it's always, always mindset. They don't understand that they're the expert. They don't understand that people that wear suits, they put their pants on one leg at a time, same way as you put your pants on. And that if they've called you into a boardroom to have a discussion about your specific skill set, that's because guys in suits don't mess around. Guys in suits understand that if you need the answer to a question, it's quicker to go hire the expert, bring them into the room, have them provide the answer and move your company forward. And my biggest challenge is understanding that I am the expert in the room and they're calling me for that reason. I still get, even at almost 42 years old and 25 years now in business, I still get immense amounts of imposter syndrome. And the way I'm overcoming that is working with a coach. And if I'd have known about coaching and known about mentoring, I didn't pay for a coach until I was 38 years old. And that's still, that, that shames me right now. Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed mm -hmm. of that. I thought that I had all the answers. I thought that I could find everything myself. I thought I could carry the world on my shoulders. And now what I do is when I have a problem, I hire the best expert that I can afford to fix that problem for me. And mindset coaching and mentoring has been absolutely huge in removing those obstacles from my business going, you know what? I can't go after this job. That's a national account. That's a, that's a $300,000 contract. That's, that's way too much. We'll never be able to deliver it. Instead of thinking like that, okay, okay, I've got a $300,000 contract on the table. I can handle this if I have this covered and this covered. What else do I need to cover to make this a reality? All right, how do I get more of these? There's a huge mindset Same. shift. I love that. And I love that that was so tangible that you just <laughs> walk through, okay, it, it is just a process of, mm -hmm. you know, eating an elephant one bite at a time and saying, right. there's a system 
that can be put in place with the proper resources, time, training, tools, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. that will achieve this goal. And, and that is so much different than what I hear some entrepreneurs try to go to or try to fake themselves out, you know, fake mm-hmm. it till you make it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. mindset shift is not fake it till you make it. It's about having a plan realizing that there are challenges and then realizing, you know what, you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You're really smart about creating problems, creating something that didn't exist 10 days ago. That's your job. So figure this out, man. This, Mm -hmm. this, that's what it is. And when you put it in those terms, I think entrepreneurs just have the collective breath of relief of, Mm -hmm. well, no kidding. I I can do that. Yes, I can do that. It's not fake it till you make it though. Mm -mm. And what I like to tell you know, the, the guys that I mentor is you take your mind and instead of looking at this massive problem, like you're saying, eat an elephant one bite at a time. When you look at an elephant, you say, wow, I can't eat that. You say, I cannot. And you change those three little words from I cannot to how can I? And the answer with an elephant, one bite at a time, right? But how can I? How can I go and execute on that $300,000 contract? How can I deliver that level of work at the quality that my clients are expecting. Because if you can come back and solve that problem and then solve that next problem and then solve that next problem, if you ask, how can I enough times, you will have solved every single problem, landed that contract, and you'll be on your way to delivering it. It's just, it's all up here, man. It's that, that's it. your, it's your best friend and it's your worst enemy. Sammy, what is your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal? Man, <laughs> oh, you know, Greg, I mean, you've known me a minute and life is so much better whenever I take the time to give. When I take 10% of my money, like the Bible says, I don't want to go all religious. I know we got some religion in here. I know we got some not religion in here. And I would put myself in the spiritual class and not religious class, but Dang, when I take 10% of my money and when I give it away, something magic happens. And so my big, hairy, audacious goal is to, number three, own a bar on a beach. Number two, be a professional musician again. And number one, build out a nonprofit that helps to take care of foster kids and kids' educations and helps to train and coach a whole new generation of entrepreneurs in really more important things than they might be picking up in high school. I'd really like to have a self-funding nonprofit that educates a new generation. I think that's that's my massive goal. And then, uh, you know, retire to the bar on the beach and play my guitar at night, you know? So uh, why not? You're going like, to be like Sam and Cheers on the beach. I, I don't drink, but, you know, hey, we got a bar and everybody's welcome. <laughs> That's it. Man. Well, you know, I, I had a wonderful career as a professional musician. Wonderful. And thanks to, uh, thanks to Back to the Future and the Johnny B. Good scene there, that made me want to play guitar professionally. And uh, my career was as a drummer because I wasn't good enough to play guitar. <laughs> and so, yeah, my retirement goal is that obviously my shorter term goals are just to impact entrepreneurs through coaching and, and through helping them with sobriety. I mean, that's that's my goal. But like, you want my big goal? I want a nonprofit that's self-sustaining that changes the lives of a bunch of kids. Absolutely love that. That's so freaking awesome. I keep speaking it into reality. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. So 
We're going to pause here for just a second and head into our lightning round. For our lightning round, we have one rule for the lightning round. You have 30 seconds to answer the question. All right, you okay. ready? Yeah. All right, Samuel, what is your favorite hack? This can be personal or business, whatever. Anything goes here. Don't forget to look after yourself. I work out every day. I drink a bunch of water. Uh, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. That has not always been the case. Get a 45-minute workout in, drink plenty of water, look after your diet, save the cheat meals for the weekends. The older you get, the harder it is. Young kids, listen to me right now. Look after yourself because the more you look after yourself, the better you look, the more confident you are, the better you feel, the more sales you close, the more business you will do. People look up to people that are in shape. Stay in shape. Samuel, what's your favorite bit of advice and how have you applied it? Man, there's so many, so many good ones here. It's probably going to need me to, to edit this out and think of my favorite bit of advice. What do you mean favorite bit of advice? Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't eat. <laughs> give, me, don't give, eat me, give me two. Give me two eat yellow, nuggets. Don't eat yellow snow. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. So let's back up to that. My favorite piece of advice, guys, is, uh, is forget your excuses. And obviously, I edited that first word there. We use a, a slightly more harsh word than forget. But everything you want to do, everything you want to achieve is on the other side of something difficult. Everything. And again, that could be staying in shape. It's difficult to get out of bed at five o'clock in the morning and go work out. It could be keeping your diet on track. You know, everything that you want is on the other side of something hard. So forget your excuses and do the hard work. And what was the rest of it? How, how do I... How do I put it into Have you applied it? Well, you, you applied it by getting, getting I, your tail out of bed by, at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, I tattooed it right there on my wrist. Forget wow. your excuses. It's tattooed right there on my wrist. Every time I don't want to do something, I look down and I roll my eyes and go, you got this stupid tattoo. You can't make an excuse. You have to go do it. That's how I stayed, stayed so true to myself is going, well, if you're going to wear the tattoo, then you better get on with it. But yes, yeah, seriously, forget your excuses. Everything you want, Everything is on the other side of hard work. So get out of bed and do it. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, Samuel, what is your superpower? I would love to say flight, uh, but unfortunately it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer we've had. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but in all seriousness, one that most people miss um, is focus. If you are dedicated to keeping a calendar and if you control who comes on your calendar and who you spend your time with during the day, and if every appointment you've got is focused on a particular goal, like you can do more in six hours of focus work than most people can do in three days. So my superpower is, is knowing what I want and having the ability to focus on it and uh, get a calendar app <laughs> like for real. <laughs> it will change your life, like control your time. By Wait, are you talking about blocking and tackling your time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I like, win. <laughs> <laughs> dude like everything if you would just block your time and you can block time for time wasting you can block 10 hours uh, 10 minutes an hour for for playing on reddit or playing video games or whatever that's fine it's part of life but if you don't then all you've got is time it's your most precious resource so if you block it and you apply yourself during those time blocks you'll get far more done than if you just kind of well i like to kind of wing it no can't do that one of our podcast heroes, John Lee Dumas, says mm -hmm. that the focus is uh, follow one course until success to be mm -hmm. able to just stay on that and just to, to like a dog with a bone yep. to be able to have that. So. I, I love that guy, by the way. Great show.
outside of getting up and working out at five o'clock in the morning, what gets you out of bed excited to take on your day? <laughs> Man, I, you know, I don't like getting up and working out in the mornings. I like sleeping in and drinking <laughs> coffee and, and all that good stuff. But really what gets me excited to get out of bed is the next project. It's always the next job. It's always the next call. It's always, I'm going to make one more sales call. I'm going to provide one more video. And most importantly, I'm going to impact one more business owner. And so having that drive and having the desire to, to get in there and really help people like uncomplicate their business by, and show them that it's really, it's 10% their skill set and 90% is replicable stuff that everybody can do. And um, yeah, I love it. I told you guys earlier, I feel so lucky. I feel like almost like I've got a cheat code because I get to get up and I get to go to work at something I'm passionate about doing. Doesn't feel like work. I just check the next thing off the list and keep going down it, man. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, maybe I might sleep in on a Sunday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. All right. So how can the Aggie Growth Hack Network get in touch with you and support you moving forward? I am super easy to find. Um, you can just find me on Facebook or on Instagram or on TikTok. I, not, not with the TikTok, man. It's so hard. I don't know about dancing on that video, man. I don't know. Have you done any TikToks, Greg? You look like you no. might dance. You look like no. you might dance real well. God, no. I, <laughs> but, I have a running joke. I told my son that years ago when the floss was, you know, the, the rage, yeah, yeah, I told yeah. him my that, kids that, that I created yeah. that. Uh, he probably he believed like, you. Shut up. No, he's like, shut up, old man. You can't even do it right. <laughs> I, would, it, would it astound you to know that I've tried that dance and I can't do it? And my, my kids do it and make fun of me. Uh, but no, you can follow me on all the socials. It's one handle at small business surgeon. Well, Samuel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being, I mean, brutally and totally honest with us about your story, Absolutely. about what you're passionate about, where you are going. Uh, Ags, if you are not connected with Samuel, make sure that you connect with him. But seriously, loved our time together. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It's been my absolute pleasure. And uh, I would love I would love to pull you uh, onto my show and get uh, get the interview done backwards because uh, I think you guys have too much fun asking questions. I think we should put you under the spotlight for a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I don't know about that. But no, seriously, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that super cool or what? I had so much fun on that interview. Samuel is so awesome and has a ton of experience as an entrepreneur. He's I got a, a wicked cool accent too. Absolutely. Right. You know, so it's like a double uh, seven of, of the entrepreneur's <laughs> world, right? At least here in College Station. So I took a lot of stuff away from that. What was your biggest takeaway there, Greg? Well, Chris, I mean, he, he talked about a lot, but the thing that he constantly kept coming back to and the thing that he really said is what has changed him was his, his mindset. And, you know, even he talked about, you know, that, that shift of being sober for five years, you know, just the mindset of saying, hey, something has to change. I've got to fix that is so powerful. But then also talking about when you change your mindset, it's not some hocus pocus, you know, mind trick fake it till you make it, fake the funk, whatever you want it is, just pretend that you can make good things happen and it'll happen. It's not some woo-woo type thing, but it's actually the mindset of saying, no, you can do this. You are you are worthy of this, of getting this opportunity. You know how to get this opportunity done. And then you build a plan 
to achieve success, however that is defined and whatever that opportunity is in front of you. But having the mindset to go from, what do you say, to go from I can't to how can I? And that simple shift, but then also to be able to have practical examples of how to back that up and not just, you know, fake it till you make it. That was really, really, I mean, I, I know I've been harping on it, but that's really cool. I really appreciated that. What about you? So I totally agree with you. Yeah. I, I know this one. I, I don't know. I don't know. Block and tackle, right? <laughs> focus, focus on the important stuff, right? And I know I say this all the time. I know it. I know it. I know it. And this is one of my favorite hacks of all times and, and something that I try to practice every single day is block and tackle your time, right? Block out yep. the important stuff on your calendar, get a calendar out, put it on the calendar, because if it doesn't exist on the calendar, it just doesn't exist, right? And honestly, that's the secret to me getting as much stuff done as I absolutely do is because I put the important stuff on there, right? So that's my number one. The other one, by the way, this is my bonus one, was the uh, forget your excuses, right? And mm-hmm. he said that's the nice way of putting that, of course, but, yep. you know, and us as entrepreneurs, we have excuses of why we're not starting this or why we're not completing that or why we're not going to this event or why we're not doing all this stuff, right? Or like he said, getting out of bed and taking care of yourself, right? So we as entrepreneurs have the tendency to say, you know what, I'll get that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Or I'll put that off. Into, and, and what happens is that it just never gets done, right? So I love his mantra, forget your excuses, right? He, he loved it so much that he's got it tattooed. And if you're listening to this, he was showing us a tattoo of his wrist that said F-Y-E, right? In big, bold letters. So that's those are my two, block and tackle and forget your excuses. Two amazing ones. And, yes. and it's all about mindset. Yes, absolutely. Well, Ags, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you had as much fun listening to it as we did actually having the conversation with Samuel. If you're not connected with Samuel on any of the social medias, I hope that you do that and make sure you check out his podcast, Small Business Surgeon, for some really, you know, as you can tell, it's very open and honest conversation about what it's like to be an entrepreneur and how to overcome your mindset, how to be successful. We hope that you connect with Aggie Growth Hacks. If you're not connected with Chris and I on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, we hope that you reach out to us, connect with us, connect with Aggie Growth Hacks. And while you're on the web, make sure you go to AggieGrowthHacks.com where you can hear not only this episode again, but all of our previous episodes and some of our additional amazing content. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. Whoop.